Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you believe red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Media Studios, yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuppert, and ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, needs no introduction, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD, how you doing, buddy? I've been better. <laughs> <laughs> little, little, little under the weather, not feeling so good. Oh, I'm buddy. Gonna, I'm going to fight through it for the listeners. <laughs> you... So commendable of you, my friend. <laughs> Sorry to hear, buddy. Come on, man. We got a winning record, pal. Kids are all right. Yeah, they they actually are looking pretty good. Actually, you know, it's it's definitely been a bit, and, and we've talked about it a lot, you know, on the show. It's definitely been a, you know, a sort of a up and down week, and which seems to be the trend with this team, which I guess you would expect with such like a young group, you know, you know, you're feeling so good in one moment, the next moment they're giving up 90 shot attempts against Carolina so you know you take the good which is Kako going on a, a scoring spree and you take the bad which is the defense which continues to just uh be pretty abysmal except for the Fox baby the Fox is playing well but with yeah and you know it's funny you said that it, it is sort of strange that like as a collective group they're not playing very well but individually you look at some of the individuals on the blue line like you said Fox has been tremendous. Lingren's been tremendous. Um, D'Angelo's putting up points. So, you know, individually, they're playing pretty well. But as a group, it's just, you know, a lot of running around, a lot of blown assignments, and not taking the body. So, you know, that's where, you know, and, and we've discussed Lindy Ruff a lot. I mean, you know, you worry about the sort of defensive system that they have in place right now. And is that working? Because the pieces are there. Uh, you know, true, but true, but, you know, he hasn't really probably been at the top of his game so far this season. Um, but still, he's a, he's an elite defenseman. So, you know, you look at all the pieces and you wonder, what what is not working here? You know, why are they, you know, giving up, you know, five goals against Florida? You know, I mean, that, that's a problem. Why are they giving up 90 shot attempts against Carolina? You know, Carolina's good, don't get me wrong, but 90 shot attempts, that's insane. Well, you know, I guess... It's kind of unexplainable, to be honest with you, but this goes back to what we've been progressively saying here with the, each game, uh, with each episode. Uh, at least it's not boring, KD. We're getting something a little, you know, uh, you know, new here and there. I mean, the one thing that uh, I've stressed here is about the team is, like, as long as they don't go into a nosedive here and lose four or five, if they, um, you know, the bounce-back wins, you know, that they had, you know, against Detroit there, and, and this back and forth here a little bit, but... It just seems to be, um, you know, part of the um, the M.O. of this team right now. And I guess I, I said that's okay with me. As long as they, uh, if they come back, win two, win one, win two, uh, and they stay in it and they fight and they kind of learn from their mistakes, as, you know, because they are kids and stuff, then, then that's going to be okay with me. So I'm all right. Um, you know, and I think the fans the last couple of games, even though Carolina game was tough, um, you know, they bounce back here a little bit, and, and, you know, the Florida game was just, ah, you know, but they got a point. What are you going to do? I, I thought Hank looked really tired in that game. Um, there's all different kinds of things going on, the way they've been playing in the last stretch, and we've obviously been analyzing how Quinn's coaching the team and running the bench and doing the lines and everything else and so on and so forth. But, you know, they come back last night, and, you know, you see the changes. You see Capo getting, uh, you know, scoring here a little bit, and it gets you excited again. You get to see five. I mean, it was such a beautiful play in overtime. So, you know, 
they 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 bring you down <laughs> and like the and like the movies maybe the godfather they pull you back in baby so we're back in we gotta win we're, we're doing all right man eight six and two after all the scheduling the, the ups and downs here so far they're in the mix and um i'm yeah. okay yeah, no, and I hate to be like a downer. I mean, they are five one and one in their last like seven years. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't mean to be a complete downer, but I mean, if you look at the inside, and I've said, you know, from you know day one that we've been doing this podcast, it's not about wins and losses, and I was saying that mostly as they were losing. So I, I have to be consistent and say it as they're winning too. It's still not about wins and losses. It's about how they're playing and how how the young guys are developing. So. You know, I am worried about the defense, but I think that's always been a problem, something that we've always been concerned about. But seeing these young guys, you know, progress and seeing, you know, especially Capo Caco, who is really having a, a tough time of it early on. You know, I think that he was pressing a bit in that top six, probably put a lot of pressure on him. And, you know, I tweeted something out, uh, I think last night, I think it was last night, that, uh, you know, I think Quinn made a real smart move, dropping him down to that third line, take a little pressure off him. Let him find his game, and uh, he's been so good since he's been put on that third line. Besides the goals that he's putting up and the points, it's just, you know, he just looks so much more confident out there with the puck. You know, he's looking to make a, a, a tough play. He's, it, guys, he's a real playmaker, too. You know, you see him on the power play. He's looking for that cross-crease uh, cross, uh, um, crease pass. Um, he, you know, he, he looks to pass a little too much sometimes, but I like that he's even looking there. So that's, that's nice to see. And, you know, a lot of these young guys are, are, you know, developing very nicely. And Quinn has caught a lot of crap this year from fans early on about, you know, Smith in the lineup and McKegg in the lineup and Haley. And, you know, oh, maybe he's not the right guy to develop it. But if you go down the list of all the young guys, and I had mentioned before Fox and Lindgren and Kako and, you know, they're all really D'Angelo, Puchnevich, you know, you you can go on and on with these young guys, and they, they've all seemed to excel under Quinn so far this year. Not to mention Ryan Strom, who, you know, you forget is still only, what is he, 25, 26 years old, so he's still young as well. And he's having probably one of the best starts to a season in his career. Um, so, you know, Quinn, who, again, has gotten a lot of uh, criticism from fans, I think... Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of those fans have been eating crow, you know, these last couple of weeks as the team has sort of turned it on a little bit, uh, especially offensively. Well, me and you always talked, uh, you know, when things were going bad there. And the concern was is to see how Quinn adjusts, how he works his bench. Like I brought that out. How's he going to work the bench? How's he going to work through, um, you know, the, the getting through the bad nights and, and kind of turning things around? Now, he's growing with this team. The same way these kids are getting used to, you know, let's take, uh, you know, Kako here for a prime example, 18 years old. It's got to be, I don't know what that's like. Do you know what that's like playing for the New York Rangers in the NHL on this, on this kind of a, a level? And number one, you know, playing in that building. I, I can only imagine what that's like to skate out into warm-ups and then obviously, you know, shake your head there a little bit and then get into the game and realize, you know, you, you're on this team right now because you got to go out there and score goals. So who knows what that's like. But... Um, you know, Quinn himself, like I said, is, uh, you know, and through Mika's uh, injury here, uh, he's making the adjustments and he's, he's, you know, pushing in and pulling out a little bit. Um, all these different things that we have been talking about, I think I can say, and, and I'm sure you agree with it too, because, you know, we're, we are Quinn supporters. The things that we were concerned about when it was really bad there was how he was going to find a way to turn things around. And the kids have turned it around. The team has turned it around. One of the things that Quinn said uh, in his uh, presser there is that they're finding a bit of chemistry. And that's something that a team has to develop, and you got to give it time. And that's what we talked about. If, if through time things didn't turn around, then, yes, that was going to be the red flag if they, they started losing six, seven, eight in a row. But they haven't done that. They've been finding a way. We're finding out that the kids on this team, they got some guts. They're learning, and man, the talent's there, brother. That's what's beautiful about it. Just watching these kids, the way they're playing, um, and, and, and getting into it. And then you love the passion from Lemieux, uh, the camaraderie that's out there as well. You talk about Truba, his head's kind of spinning, you know, because he's getting, we've talked, talked about this, adjusted to playing on a top team like Winnipeg and now working with this rebuild with the young kids. And he's, gee, he's 25 too. And then you got Panarin, man. He's just Flying along, steady, putting up the points. 
He's there. So everybody's kind of bouncing back off each other a little bit. The goaltending, too, the guys are helping it out. And this gets back to what I was saying earlier. If they lose one, win one or two, lose one, I can deal with that all season. And I think if they do end up going that way, KD, most of the way, that's going to be pretty damn impressive. And that looks great for the future. Yeah, actually, um, Quinn had an in- interesting uh, quote today to go along with your point about him sort of adjusting. He said that um, he doesn't talk to Kako anymore. He says he leaves him alone now. I, th- I think that Quinn may have realized that him and the staff were sort of overcoaching Kako, where they were just, you know, in his face too much. You got to do this. You got to do that. Got to do this. And I think, you know, you mentioned Truba's head spinning. I think Kako's head was spinning a little bit, where he was just out on the ice and trying to, you know, instead of just letting the play come to him and let his natural ability take over, he was just, you know, had in his head, well, you know, what did Coach Quinn say? I have to do this and I have to do that. Instead of just, you know, instinctively play the game, he was thinking it too much. And I think Quinn must have realized that. And again, everybody forgets this is Quinn's only second year yep. ever as an NHL coach. So, you know, I think he, you know, it, it says a lot about him that he was able to look at what he was doing with Kako and say, you know what, I'm probably not doing the right thing here. Um, with Kako so let's leave him alone let's let him you know figure it out on his own and, and let his instincts take over and and it's really done wonders for him yeah it's 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 great to see it's great to watch um and and that's all you can ask for and I think that's all we were asking for let's let's see him shake things up let's see him make adjustments instead of uh you know just a, like you know I was saying a couple of those games the same old Rangers you don't want to see the same old Rangers just just change things up. I want to ask you, where do you think, how do you, you know, because you talked about on Twitter and everything, how do you think he gets, uh, you know, with um, Capo moving down to the lines and playing with Lemieux, how do you think Quinn comes to that decision that you were kind of been, you know, going back and forth with a little bit over the last couple of weeks? How do you think he finally got there? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it had to do with just getting him off the top six just to relieve some pressure. I think at the time when he dropped him down, I think Lemieux and Howden had some nice little chemistry going. Um, so I think that that was a good spot to put him in. I think the game before that, if I remember, like Foss was on that line with Howden and Lemieux, and they were like the best line. Um, so I, it, it was a good spot for him with two guys that had some chemistry. I think Lemieux is, it does a lot for him as well because he's out, he opens a little bit of ice uh, for Kako because he's, you know, a little bit more physical out there and, you know, he's shown he actually has a, a lot of talent as well. You saw that pass um, that he made to spring Kako last night against the Penguins. You know, he's more than just a bruiser out there. He had a, he had a nice uh, uh, deflection goal. I think it was in the Carolina game um, the other On night. the power so, play, baby! That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> you know, the guy, and, you know, Lemieux's got some talent. So, and actually, I think Lemieux is probably doing more for Kako than Howden is. I don't think Howden has any point. I don't remember the last time Howden had a point. But, uh <laughs> The three of them seem to be working well. You know, I don't want to join the sort of Howden hate train that that's out there, but um, you know, the three of them do seem to have some chemistry. You know, I see a lot of people still pushing. Well, we gotta, we should flip. Uh, you know, Anderson for Howden, but you know, it's just never gonna happen right now, especially right now with the way Kako is playing on that line. Although Quinn did say today he was thinking about moving Kako back up into the top six. I mean, eventually he's gonna have to do that because he's playing so well, and he is. You know, he's not a top nine guy. He is a top six, top three guy so um you know eventually you're gonna have to move him back up especially when Zabinijad finally comes back you know from injury and then the whole lineup is gonna get shaken up you know to to uh, facilitate bringing Zabinijad back in but you know I think that that's really what Quinn was probably thinking with Kako I think first and foremost just get uh, you know relieve a little pressure get him down in the lineup I I also like that they moved him up on actually on the first power play to put him with uh, a little bit more skill on that first power play unit, which I also think gave him a lot of confidence as well because he started piling up some points. I think if you look at most of his points so far, they're they're on the power play. He has, I think, he has six goals. Two of them are on the power play. You know, four power play points. Four of his eight points are on the power play. So, you know, I think getting him on that number one unit on the power play helped as well. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Uh, And that's all I ever want is just to, to, to see that you know, Quinn is just kind of making some, uh, you know, adjustments here and, and, and mixing things up. And, and and the team is responding for him. It's not perfect. It's it's not a beautiful painting. Um, but, you know, there's some nice spots on it. And I think all of us can sit back here and say, hey, man, there's some really good, promising 
you know, uh, parts of this team right now, and, and we're all kind of sitting back here and watching it kind of gel a little bit. And with, uh, you know, the games coming, you know, you know, a little faster at each other, which is good, too, because we didn't have that in the beginning of it as well. There was, you know, three and four, uh, you know, uh, days in between games. So now, like, the guys are getting a bit of a rhythm. They're getting their skating going. You know, definitely uh, no excuse in that Carolina game with the way they played defensively. But you know what? They got a break that night. They got lucky. They come out with the two points. We'll take it. Um, you know, they don't they don't have to play uh, Crosby last night. They come, they're at home. They get the two points. Good stuff. Panthers game, I mean, how do you even explain that game? You just, you know, you take the point, you throw it in the garbage, and you move forward, and that's all we can do. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting, man. You know, I, I was, uh, you know, I, I perform on Tuesday nights, and uh, just a quick little story about last night. You know, the, the bunch of guys come down, hang out with me. I got some FDNY guys that hang out with me, and uh, we're all Ranger fans. So I'm up there playing, and then my bartender, my buddy over there, she always puts the, uh, the game up in the corner for me. And, you know, I'm performing, and I'm getting to watch the game, and I tell you what, I've been playing there for a couple of years. And this was the first time last night. I'm in the middle of uh, playing a song. I was doing Hotel California, and I see Fox and KK going over the blue line. And he drops it, and he scores. And I'm literally going on a dark desert. And I went, yes, on the microphone. And everybody <laughs> in the place started, like, going crazy. And to me, I was like, oh, this is great, man. I'm, I'm totally into this team, man. It's, it's like uh, it's just a good feeling. And to see that kind of, um, you know, uh, just to see the kids and the excitement and to see Fox and to see Lemieux and just to kind of just see how these guys are coming and seeing the potential. So uh, it's it's good stuff, man. And I, I'm really excited about where, where things are going. And look, man, we'll talk about it when things go bad again. We'll be here. But I think more than anything, what we're kind of, you know, uh, summarizing here is that uh, I'm happy with the fact that they're. Um, they're they're finding a way to get some points here these last couple of games, and that's good stuff. So speaking of the injuries, uh, I I didn't see anything today, uh, Katie. You know I was driving, I was out of town today. But uh, any update on on Mika as far as uh, going forward and any time uh, him coming back? I think that they were saying that he's not going to Florida with the team, so he's still out. You know for the foreseeable future. You know, and you wonder, you know, what is what is going on? I mean, they, you know, what are they saying? An upper body injury, and they, I, I'm pretty sure they said no concussion, but I know there's been a lot of speculation out there, like maybe it it is because Quinn was saying he ha- he did have a bit of a setback, and he hadn't been playing. I mean, he had he's had the no contact. He did have the no contact jersey on, so people I think were sort of wondering, well, what what did he mean by you know a setback? You know. I, I was actually wondering, and I don't know if I, I read it somewhere or what. Somebody was sort of wondering if it was something, if the injury is something similar to what Crosby had back in um, 2012 when everyone thought it was a concussion, uh, but it was like a like a, a tissue, soft tissue injury to his neck that sort of had concussion type symptoms. It wasn't a concussion, so maybe it was something like that because it did look like he injured his neck on that play. Um, so that may be what it is, where he injured his neck and this the soft tissue there, similar to what Crosby had, and he's getting maybe concussion-like symptoms. So, you know, thankfully, it's not a concussion, but maybe he's getting those type of symptoms. Um, but again, this is all just complete speculation on my end. I, I have no idea, because they've, they've been pretty tight-lipped about it, just saying, you know, upper body injury, and, you know, he's still out, and he's progressing, that kind of thing. So, you know... It's a really and, and it really is amazing how well this team has been doing without him in the lineup. I mean, you know, they've been, like I said, about five one and one in the last seven. I mean, you would never expect that. And, you know, my guy Strom has really sort of stepped up there to take that number one position and him and Panarin have been fantastic together. I mean, Panarin really, you know, you you know, I've watched him from afar, you know, um, over his career. You know, I didn't really follow him that much, but to be able to see him, you know, on a nightly basis, the guy is just just amazing out there it's just sort of magic out there with the way he is and just the puck on his stick and how calm he is especially on the power play when there's a little bit of pressure on him there's no panic he's able to either hold the puck make a little bit of a move to open up space for himself and then pass it along and um just he had a he had a sweet move in in the pittsburgh game they just just completely undressed the defenseman got a nice shot off didn't score but um he's been absolutely phenomenal he's been worth every penny I'm sure he's helping out big time with the young players. I don't think it's any surprise that Buchnevich is having the best start um, to his career, um, you know, with Panarin out there, um, sort of country mates out there. And, um, 
So, yeah, he's been really fantastic. But the team has really stepped up with uh, Zabinijad out. I think that's another thing you like to see from a young team. No panic when, when you know, your leader, a guy that many thought were going to be a captain of this team, you know, goes down. Um, you know, you saw a lot of guys step up. And it's been the younger guys. If you look at all the scoring the last couple of games, it's been mostly the younger guys. Um, I tweeted out something today. If uh, I got to find it real quick. Um, it said seven of the of the Rangers' last nine goals have been scored by players who are 21 years or younger. I mean, talk about the young guys developing and stepping up when, uh, you know, a guy like Zibanejad comes down. It's super, super exciting. And it's not even just, you know, you mentioned the skilled guys, but it is a guy like Lemieux who's sort of stepping in, you know, uh, sort of a gritty grinder type guy who's chipping in um, on the scoreboard as well. And, you know, he's a young guy who, who we're hoping to see a lot of, uh, you know, down the road as well. So, yeah, it really is, you know, and again, we, you know, there are some issues and, you know, the team's record is looking real nice and, and, and there are some, some problems that they clean up, got to clean up on the defensive end. But, you know, just looking to see how these prospects are continuing to, to develop is, is something that, you know, I had been hoping for and, and you know, thinking about and, and we've been talking about and, and you were just discussing a little bit ago. You know, this is this is why I was telling everybody not to panic and not to freak out. And there's no reason to get rid of Quinn yet. And, and that kind of thing. It, all these guys are young. You have to let them sort of, you know, get into these roles, start feel comfortable in the NHL. It's, you know, it's not just playing games. It's the travel. It's the, you know, appearances. It's, you know, being away from your family. This is, you know, being in a different country, whatever it is. It takes a little while for these guys to adjust. And I think you're starting to see that happen with these young guys. And, and it's why, you know, you're seeing, you know, a bunch of wins uh, recently. So um, I'm pretty fired up with, with where this team is at in, in the rebuild. I think they have a, they have a long way to go. Um, but I'm happy with how, you know, everything is progressing. Yeah, you got to figure that Quinn is um, the fact that the team has been playing pretty well. They don't have to rush Mika back. Um, so that's probably a good thing. I'm sure the, the coaching staff is feeling pretty good about that. Uh, as far as the defensive woes, you do have two, as far as I'm concerned, two of the best goaltenders in the league on our squad, which is good. Um, you know, Hank's been, uh, like I said, I think he looked really tired in that. Um, he just looked really tired in, in the shootout in terms of the way the Panthers beat him. Uh, but he, like I said, he faced a lot of rubber and everything the last couple of games. So, uh, And then Georgiev comes back. and So I think they'll be all right there, too. And I, that kind of lets... I mean, you, you can't do what you did in the Carolina game, but, you know, you look at it and say, all right, as long as that doesn't happen, like, all the time, you know, they'll be, be all right. You know, this is a learning process for this rebuild, for these kids. All right, bad night. Let's make sure we don't do that again. So, uh, you know, as far as, like, the goaltending, it kind of allows the, the defense to grow a little bit, and I think they'll find their way, and I, I think Fox is, is definitely going to be stepping up here to uh, to be a, 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 a another leader on the team just because the, the way he handles himself, the way he plays – Oh, man, he's he's really smart hockey out there. I mean, he's got the offensive skills too, and um, he'll he'll just keep improving defensively as well, and that allows Truba to play a little better. And speaking of the defense, there too, you know, Stall's going down. You know, Stall's down with this injury. Uh, we didn't see that coming, and you know, here we were talking about putting the poor guy up in the in the bleachers and keeping him up there in the black aces. And now it's like, uh, you know, he's out now, and you hate to hear about it with the infection with the ankle and everything. Um, so, I, KD, in a, in, a, in a weird kind of way, is you, you never want to see one of your guys down. Nobody's rooting for injuries here. But it's funny how things happen where here's this issue. Everybody was kind of walking on eggshells. I mean, some fans weren't. <laughs> Get him off the ice, you know. But, uh, you know, because he's a veteran, because he's uh, going through the wall for this team and everything. And now, because of injury, he's out of the picture and it kind of relieves all those kind of concerns. So what's your take on that, on, on his injury and, and how the team has been playing since he's been out? And obviously the uh, coach doesn't have to worry about the fact that he's benching him. He's just not on the lineup because he's hurt. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean, you know, you can obviously question Stahl being in the lineup, but you know, justifiably so. But so, but obviously you can never question a guy's toughness. I mean, you know, the guy's had the concussions, he's lost the vision, and now, you know, he's dealing with this this infection that he got from blocking a shot. You know, what else is new with, with him? You know, he's, you know, similar to Girardi. He's going he's gonna to put his body in the way of, you know, 
uh, you know, 100 mile an hour pucks without even thinking twice about it. So, you know, the guys like literally sacrifice, you know, portions of his body for this team. So, you know, another great example of, you know, what stall is all about. But, you know, like you said, injuries, the injuries are part of this game and they happen every year. And 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 they do. These things always seem to work them their way out where it's you think there's a log jam at, at a certain position or, you know, uh, we got this older guy and, you know, he's sort of in the lineup. And, and what are we going to do? We have a younger guy waiting in the wings. And, you know, it, these injuries always sort of happen, you know, every year to every team. And, and, and they sort of work, work their way out. And, you know, now we sort of got the defensive core, the six um, that we, we've really been looking for. So now that, that they are set, and maybe you'll see a little bit more sort of consistency from that group um, now that you won't be sort of slotting some of these guys in and out of the lineup. Um, so hopefully uh, these guys will, will settle down a bit, you know, find their role there. Um, like you said, Fox and Lindgren have been tremendous. I think that uh, Truba sort of needs to find his way a little bit with Hayek. Hayek is still a little up and down. Um, Shea is still a little bit up and down. Um, uh, D'Angelo has been great. He's been great offensively. I think he's got to work on his game defensively. So maybe, maybe the Rangers look to switch up, you know, maybe that those four, maybe find a little, a, a different sort of pairing there with, with those four. But, um, you know, while I do want to bring up as, as frustrating as that, that defensive effort was against Carolina, how awesome was it to see sort of vintage Hank, you know, oh in that yeah, game where he he was just uh, ridiculous, you know, sort of like like back in the old days with like uh, Torts or AV when he was just like, okay, we're we're gonna play like zero offense, you know, pack the defense in and just let it be like a shooting gathering on on Lundqvist. So you know, it was uh, again, it was sort of frustrating on a defensive effort, but it, man, it was fun watching Hank, uh, you know, stand on his head and, and what the hell was going on. What was going on in that game? I mean, we're watching that game, and I'm like, how is this happening? How are you – it's like, do they have eight guys on the ice for Carolina? I mean, there's been certain aspects, KD, and I don't know if you noticed it, but the, the, the I guess maybe this happens on – I've been watching a couple of the games. It happens, I guess, around the league. But it blows my mind to see four or five guys out there just drifting and watching the puck – and seeing on five on five, just you know, guys just backing out, lining up, shoot the pass, you know, get the shot off, no pressure. I don't, under, I don't understand. Stemkowski was bringing that up on the radio the other night too. The Rangers just not getting out to the wingers. You know, there's some definitely still some fundamental breakdowns. You know, and you say kids, you say young guys, but you know, growing up as a kid and playing youth hockey and everything, that's all you're ever taught. By your coaches, it's fundamental hockey. If you're a winger, you you get up to the points. You know, if you're a centerman, you get back into the into the net and help out the defense a little bit. If you're uh, you're a defenseman, you're, you're you're not looking at the puck. You're taking the man out with the body. I just I'm just sitting here going, this. What is going on in this? And you know, Hank is like, I'm like, I'm too old for this crap. <laughs> He's just getting barraged. But I just was sitting there going. How does this happen on a professional hockey team in the National Hockey League and the Canes are out there looking like the 82 Edmonton Oilers? And it was just, I couldn't believe what was going on. Yeah, I look, I have I have no answers for it. I mean, I'm not uh, some like... Come on, you're the guru, KD! I got nothing. I mean, other than, <laughs> you know, look, um, I, I think they got to be stronger in front of the net. I think that they got to stop, you know, chasing pucks around. I mean, there seems to be some confusion, you know, sometimes on, on who's the, who's coming out to the guy on the puck. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, not hustling back. I think a lot, a lot of defensive mistakes can be made up by hustle. Um, you know, just getting yourself back in position or, or getting in position if, if one of your teammates, uh, you know, fails in their responsibility. And it's just, I think it's a, a number of things. I don't think it's just like one thing. I think it's a number of things. And um, again, whether it's the system that they're using or not, um, it's just not working. So, um, like I said, hopefully now that they've got this, uh, you know, the six sort of in place now and they'll have a consistent um, lineup on the back end, maybe they'll, they'll come together with a little more chemistry and, and sort of figure things out. And obviously the, the Pittsburgh game, you know, was much better. 
Um, so again, you had that group in there, you know, for the last couple of games. So, so maybe they're trending in the right direction now. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to ask you about, uh, CK, the, uh, the 28 year old old guy on the team, Mr. Chris Crowder here. He's, uh, you know, 16 games, uh, nine points, four goals and five assists. Well, how do you think CK has been playing? I mean, I think he's actually had a pretty decent year. I think he's had a little, uh, you know, unfortunate luck there in the beginning of the year. He couldn't buy a goal. I think he's starting to, to find the back of the net a little, little bit. I th- he's been really good with his line with Buchnevich and, and Hedl. I think since Hedl's come up, I think that's really when Kreider's game has sort of, you know, taken off a little bit. But, you know, I think you always have to wonder with him, you know, what the team wants to do contract-wise with his um, becoming a free agent at the end of the year. You know, is what you're seeing from him on and off the ice enough to justify, you know, a long-term contract? I don't think it is. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go anywhere near giving him, you know, a seven-year deal. You know, I'm more if if he'd be willing to take a three-year deal, which I don't know why he would, um, unless he really just wants to stay in New York um, and and make it work and be a part of what's going on here. Uh, maybe he'd be willing to to take a shorter deal. But um, I think, you know, for me with Kreider. It, you know, it is nice to see, you know, him sort of uh, getting some points now and, and, and getting some chemistry with that second line. But, you know, I, I do wonder, you know, does he do the Rangers more good being traded and getting assets back, a first rounder and, and a nice prospect similar to what they got in the Hayes deal? Um, so, you know, you do, uh, you know, when I look at Kreider, that's what I'm thinking. What does what this team, you know, want to do with him? Um, you know, and again, this probably won't happen until the trade deadline when they could sort of maximize their, their return, you know, when teams get a little uh, uh, panicky, you know, are we going to make a run? Um, who do we need? And, and, and maybe they could, the Rangers could take advantage of that. Well, you're, you're just looking to get rid of him. I, mean, I was just asking you how he's playing the last couple of games. You're already trading him, man. I mean, I will not bring the guy up anymore. <laughs> I'm going to wait till, uh, till March. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man, too funny. All right, quick take, KD, uh, on special teams now. You seeing anything trend up, trend down? Obviously, the power play, uh, you know, here nor there. Uh, it's a league-like thing in the NHL. I don't think I, a lot of teams don't like to score in the power play anymore these days. But uh, a little take on, on who Qu- who Quinn's running out there, primarily on, on the PK. I want to get your take on that and then maybe just a couple thoughts on, on the power play. Yeah, I mean, the power play was actually doing really well. I think they had scored in like four straight games before the Pittsburgh game. I don't think they scored a power play goal last night. So it's really been, again, it, it, it's it been trending in the right direction. I, I like the mix that they have. Kreider, you'll find we'll go back to Kreider and how he's playing. Ah, he's, there we go. <laughs> I think he's actually, he's been very impressive on, on the power play. I think he's been very good. You know, he always has that net fr- uh, front presence out there. I think he's been really good at, at collecting rebounds um, on shots coming in from Panarin, who's just, you know, he's always got his stick sort of cocked and ready to go and in and, and a shooting position. You know, now that they've moved Fox um, on the on the number one power play as well, you know, I think that the, it's taken off a little bit. So he's he's really helped out on the, on the first power play as well as Kako, who I mentioned earlier. So I, I, I like that first unit, especially with Fox on there. It's, it really is amazing how quickly this guy, Fox, and has has become, you know, uh, I mean, you, he's almost like the team's number one defenseman now. I mean, he's on the number one power. Whoa, player. whoa, he's, whoa. We don't let Truba hear that. Well, I mean, you just look at the responsibilities <laughs> that the guy is getting. I mean, you know, he's on the number one power play. You see him out there in crunch time at the end of the game when there's a big face-off. He's usually back there with Lindgren. Um, so, uh, but his uh, him being now included on the first power play is, has definitely helped out. Like I said, they they'd scored in four straight games uh, before before the game last night. And, uh, you know, he's been a big part of that. Yeah, I, look, it's it's good stuff. I mean, you know, we, uh, we're we finding all the good points, right? So, uh, you know, Katie's magic world of rainbows and unicorns and stuff. We, we, we've got some uh, <laughs> green stars and green clovers and all that other stuff. It's all good stuff. Everybody, you're listening to Go Rangers Radio right here on the Go Hockey Media Network. It is a uh, Wednesday night here in November. It's the, uh, what, what are we into now? It's the 13th, 14th? What are, where are we, KD? It's uh, what is Thanksgiving tomorrow. It's the 13th, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, all right, so we're kind of just uh, 
you know, going back and forth here a little bit, and, uh, you know, as far as looking ahead here, the next couple of games, uh, you know, for the guys here, uh, there's a, a game there coming up on the 25th, KD. Uh, I think he's healthy, but it looks like, Zook, you know, Zook's coming back at Minnesota. What do you think that's going to be like, man? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be uh, pretty emotional. I, you know, after seeing, you know, when he was traded away and, and Lundqvist was sort of like, you know, sobbing in the locker room, maybe we shouldn't have Lundqvist playing that game. <laughs> 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 he may be too little emotional to, to actually have. Uh, <laughs> you ever seen the scene and you ever watch the movie Anchorman, KD? Yes. And Will Fowles in the phone booth. <laughs> he thinks yes, his dog right. is dead. <laughs> what is <laughs> That's Hank on Zook Night. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, it'll be, uh, you know, a lot of emotion, but, you know, with the fans and a lot of the players, you know, who are around it, because he had such an impact on, on the well, What about you, KD? So. How are you going to handle it? Nah, I don't care. Once you're off the team, it's, it's about the front of the jersey, Paulie, not the back of the jersey. Come on. boy, KD. Good riddance. <laughs> That's right. That'll be the song they play, you know, uh, the Green Day song, Good Riddance, when uh, he comes out there. Uh, it'll be fun to see how uh, everybody's take us in that. So we're going out of Florida. we got Tampa Bay and, and the Panthers again here. Uh, you know, the schedule here of seeing the same teams a little bit. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that. But, uh, um, I, you know, you, you, you how, what's... You know, we're talking about everything, the Lions and stuff. It's kind of been, like I said, uh, you know, uh, um, we're, we're kind of, a lot of things we've been talking about the last couple episodes and, and just seeing how the team can go back and forth. When you see the schedule coming up now, KD, um, for me, how I'm at right now, I, I really don't care what anybody else is doing in the league. And I know we were joking about this a, a couple episodes ago when I asked you, you know, what you have you looked around the league? Have you been paying attention? You said no, not not interested at all. <laughs> and I, I think I'm kind of coming on board with you a little bit, man, because uh, it's cool, man. It's just it's been great getting, uh, you know, doing this with you. Obviously, getting back at the team, getting over that, you know, that those first five or six games, uh, the schedule crap and all that other stuff, and now seeing them kind of it's happening a little bit, you know, because you know they're they're getting some points and they're they're finding their way a little bit. So I'm gonna ask you with the games coming up, do you do you, you feel a little more confident now with uh, the fact that they're they're playing Tampa Bay again and and maybe we get you know uh, you know Florida again. I mean, I, we beat Tampa, you know, we can beat Florida. So you know, you start. Maybe a li- looking a little bit in terms of maybe, hey, we got the chance here to maybe kind of, you know, pick up some points and kind of stay in the mix here a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to try to be, and I'm, I'm very boring with this boy. I say the same thing all the time. I'm just, I, I try to be even keel with it this year with the rebuild because I just think there's going to be too many ups and downs with this team. Once I, I start thinking like, oh, Florida, we, you know, we should have beat them. I think we had a bad game. I, I think we could take them out this time. And then they'll play the worst game of the year. So, you know, and that's okay. Like it, it's, it's, I, I'm going to expect that this year from this team. So, you know, while I do feel good and their record has been great lately and they've been pulling out games, you know, that they shouldn't win. Um, and sometimes they're, they're losing games that maybe they shouldn't play well with, you know, for me, it's again, I've said it a thousand times. It's more about the development of the players. It is nice to see that they are competitive. I mean, I was concerned, you know, early on in the season, you know, that, yeah, maybe this is really going to be a tough year and they're really going to be at the bottom of the league. But, yeah, to see them coming away with some wins now is exciting. It is good for the team and the momentum. You know, I love, you know, Brendan Lemieux going crazy on Kako after he scored the game winner, like, in his face. And, you know, as, as long as, the you know, it seems as though the team is really getting excited about all these wins and they're moving up the standings. You know, that's just good for a young team to help out with the sort of camaraderie. Um, you know, more for them, I think, than the fans is to get, you know, those young guys in the right frame of mind where they're in that sort of winning environment. You know, they were basically in almost in last place like <laughs> two weeks ago. So now, you know, they're only like four points out of the, out of the final wild card spot. You know, they're only I actually I think they're tied in points with Tampa. You know, and Tampa is supposed to be, you know, this this juggernaut of a team, you know, with, the, you know, it's sort of, you know, New York Rangers south down there you know, they have all our old sort of players and so you know to see them even even at this point you know and again where i'm not worried about wins and losses but just to see them in the same spot as as tampa you know buffalo seems to be coming back down to earth a little bit where we're we're sort of in the same spot as them so you know it, it is exciting to see how well this team is 
is doing in the standings. Again, they still have a lot of work to do, but you know, I think it's really good for the team for them to be in that sort of winning environment, the younger guys. And and you can tell that uh, again with how you know I just looked at that Lemieux play, and you know I love Lemieux, so you know <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll harp on that all day. But you know to see him going crazy after the goal, and for all of them just jumping on Sotokako, and you can tell the team just loves him. You know, and they're really excited for him. Like you said, you know, this 18-year-old. And they, you know, I'm sure they can sort of sympathize or, or try to put themselves in, in his shoes more than we could because they're, they're in the game, you know, and to be so happy for him because I'm sure that they saw him pressing a lot in the beginning of the year. And to finally see this kid's talent sort of shining through, um, you know, is a, a pretty awesome thing. And, and, and to see how they how excited they were for him to score the, the game-winning goal, those are sort of the moments you know, that, that you love to see in this rebuild with these younger guys, these sort of positive moments, and, and you hope that that's able to sort of help and expedite this this rebuild and take them to that next level where in two years, you know, when they are, you know, fighting for the cup and they are a legitimate contender, you could look back, you know, to see where, where it sort of clicked and where it turned around. And, and, you know, it's these games, it's those sort of moments that, that hopefully, you know, lead to that, you know, that promised land. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's all good stuff. You know, you know what would be a great podcast would be John Davidson and uh, Jeff Gordon, and kind of get their take. How do you think they're feeling about the team right now? I, I, I'm sure they're they're they have to be ecstatic. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just looking at where you know where they were. I, I can't imagine where they would be upset with what's going on. I'm sure the the fans can nitpick and I know it's sort of a big sort of bone of contention right now with fans is, is Leia Sanderson and him not getting the minutes he maybe should be getting. Um, and you know, I was big on that early on in the season and I still do think that he should be getting more minutes, not necessarily because I think he's better than Howden or Howden hasn't been playing well. I just think you have this asset and you want to see what, what you have from him and, and playing him six minutes a night on a line with, you know, Brendan Smith and, and McKay, you know, you're really not allowing his sort of talent to shine. So I, you know, more than anything, I think this year, again, for me, it's all about development and, and seeing what you have in these guys. And, and I don't think they're doing that with Anderson right now. And I get Quinn does need to win some games and he is the coach and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, I, I, I think to me, that could be the only sort of thing that, that maybe, JD and Gordon may want to sort of uh, whether it's that maybe it's coming from them so I don't know maybe the team just d- doesn't like you know JD comes in and he's looking at the assets and maybe just didn't like Anderson and that's that's why he's not doing it but uh, to go back to your original sort of question I, I I can't imagine that they'd be too upset with anything that's going on again these young players you're seeing them develop um, they're getting better and better every week you know guys like Fox you you, you see is he could be a potential like superstar in this league, Capococco. Um, you know, they, they really have to be happy with the way this team is is trending. You know, just, I mean, think about when you write that letter, and I know JD wasn't here, but, you know, and, and you decide to make that, you make that decision to tear it down. And just the, the sort of unknown there, and is this going to work? Are we going to get, you know, enough picks you know, are we going to get the right prospects, you know, in these trades? And when we do get the picks, you know, are they going to pan out? And and for them to get lucky and get that number two pick with Kako, I mean, they, could, they couldn't have imagined that when they wrote that letter. And to, and to still be able to sign a Panarin and, and uh, trade for a Truba um, is, is truly amazing. And, and I, I can't look at anything right now you know, during this rebuild that I could, I could really criticize at this point. Um, it's, it's really sort of going to plan. I've been, this is really what I've been, you know, hoping for early on in the season when, when everybody was sort of getting upset and what I was expecting to happen is happening now. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think Gordon and JD and, and, and Quinn are probably sit around and, and big smiles across sort of the conference room table when they're, when they're talking about things. And can you believe how this is working out for us right now? Now, again, there's a long way to go, and there are some issues, especially on the blue line, which we've talked about. But, you know, that that's what this year is about. This is uh, about, you know, going through those sort of speed bumps here, you know, learning from them and, and, and using those those experiences, uh, you know, to learn from and, and, and hopefully become better. And when, when the games really are going to matter, when they are in, a, you know, a conference finals and in a game seven, 
um, that they don't make those mistakes, and it does sort of catapult them to to the Stanley Cup. So, you know, they they must be thrilled. You said Stanley Cup? Uh, I'm saying it, baby. Oh my goodness! Hey, look, man, sixteen games, eight, six, and two, and you know the other thing too is you see it, man. You know, watching the games, the fans are behind this team, man. Uh, the atmosphere at the Garden has been fantastic. Uh, the, the 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 chat on Twitter and, and the involvement that um, you know, I mean, this uh, besides us and there's tons of other uh, podcasts out there and and the, all the different columns that are be that are being written and um, so I think that's great. The Ranger community, Rangers town, Rangers fans are definitely behind this team. There's ranting, there's some raving. We're, you know, we're fans too. We get upset. We want them to win every game. We want them to score on every power play, every shot. They want them to stop. We don't. We want to win everything, and that's that's great. And that's the standard that obviously the team wants to carry here. But again, a young team, something that that's just not you know not we're not used to as as far as Ranger fans in terms of a rebuild. We're not used to having this many young guys. It's been a hell of a long time, and obviously we got a second year coach. Uh, we have a, an assistant coach who's struggling with the defense a little bit. Maybe not a big fan favorite. They've been lucky so far as far as the injuries. I mean, like I said, Stahl is kind of working out for the team right now. But, you know, we don't we don't want him to be hurt. But they're handling that. Uh, our top center here, Mika, uh, the, the, the young guys, the team is kind of gelling. So we've talked about this. It's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster as long as they come, you know, back and forth and that, that's what I've been saying if you win one lose two I mean that's what they've done here in the last couple of games they're getting some points they're in the mix and the big picture like you've been talking about KD with the rebuild and everything else is that it looks it looks good and I think uh, all the fans are definitely buying into this and you know that's uh, you know I brought up JD and Gordon especially because I'm sitting here and I'm writing some notes down and we we're constantly week by week talking about what's going on in the ice which is the most important thing but you sit back and you go, you know, J.D.'s the president of our hockey operations here. And he's the one that's sitting back here and evaluating everything. And, you know, and then we think about the decisions that Gorton made and the tough decisions with letting guys go and the trades and everything else and getting Capo and all this other stuff and bringing Panarin and, and Truber and everything. And like I said, it's, it's kind of working out. And, and one thing on Panarin, too, man, you know, his personality – is is just fantastic because remember I brought up Katie a couple of times. I get your take on this too, as far as the um, you know the the attitude or the psyche of how these guys are going to handle the adversity, and primarily me talking about Truba and Panarin, experienced guys, guys who have won with other teams, not champions so much, but you know have have that experience, and then coming here for the money, playing for the Rangers, and when it was bad there to see them sticking into it. And you just got to love the, the way Panarin just carries himself. He's producing. The fans just love him. Um, and it's it's just all good stuff, man. And I, I'm not trying to get mushy here or anything like you do, Delory. But, uh, like I said before, it's a nice painting so far. And I'm digging it. And I'm digging doing this with you, too, man. I'm looking forward to uh, to just continuing on with this season, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, and I think I think what's happening now is sort of destroys sort of the notion that you can't rebuild in New York. You know that New York fans can't handle sort of a rebuild. Um, you know, because like you said, the fans are loving this. How can you not? You know, this is so much more fun to me than sort of just buying pieces. You know, it, it's easy to go out there and just bring in the top pieces and and just fill in the spots, but to actually you know, develop your own guys and, and cultivate them. And, and, and those are the guys that, that, that sort of take you to, to the Stanley cup, which I know you love me saying, uh, did you say Stanley cup? <laughs> so, you know, for, for them, I mean, think about, you know, how much, you know, we talked about, you know, 94 on here, you know, to have, you know, Richter leading the way with that team and, and Leach leading the way it, you know, that's why those guys were, you know, two of the fan favorites of that team because they were our guys. You know, they came in through our system. You know, we didn't just bring them in. You know, that's why they're so beloved. I mean, think about, you know, if this team does win a Stanley Cup, how beloved Capo Caco is going to be or how loved Heedle is going to be or Lemieux or, you know, if they're still around Lindgren and Fox. I mean, they're, they're just going to be legends in this town. You know, they're our guys, you know. 
Um, well, I guess Lingering we traded for, but and Lemieux, but you know some of these <laughs> and Kreider, you're trading Kreider too, and Stall, get rid of him. But you know, you know, all, you know these young guys who came up through the system, and then while we did, you know, obviously get Lingering and Lemieux and trades, but you know they're still young guys who are going to go through it, you know, with us. They're not, you know, thirty-three year old guys that we're bringing in. You know, they they came through the system. They 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 fought the battles that through the rebuild, the tough times, the speed bumps along the way, you know, and they come out on the other end, hopefully with, you know, a, a Stanley Cup ring on their finger. So, Did you, know, you say awesome. Stanley Cup ring? I'm, I'm, I'm on board, man. I'm all What? Are you drinking again, KD, on the show? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't an if it's going to work. This is a when it's going to work for me. So. Oh, I love it, man. I love the attitude. I think you're out of your mind right now, most people would say. No, <laughs> no that's, cra- that's crazy talk, Stanley Cup, 16 games in, man. But I like your attitude, buddy. But it's fun, man. I mean, that's that's the main thing. I, like I said, I joke around about you know me uh, playing guitar last night. But, th- I mean... I haven't done that in a while, and it was just I was so so, so pumped, you know. And the, and the guys that were watching the game, it's like it's it's great, and that gets back to like I said, I think the fan, not think the fan base is is in, and I think you know together, you know, from the organization, and you know, just talking about uh, the generational fan base of this team. Look, it's been a long, long time since '94, buddy, and it was a long, long time uh, before the Rangers won anything before that. And I, I've always think that's just, it's terrible for, for any franchise in New York. <coughs> There's another baseball team that wears orange and blue that doesn't win anything either. And a green football team, I think, too. But, uh, you know, to me in New York, I, I don't see how that happens uh, with the fan bases, with the money the franchises have here. Um, but collectively, it comes back to development. And it's like, here we are. And we're living it, KD. That's why we started doing this show. We came out of retirement because we can't believe they're actually doing it, and we're having a lot of fun seeing it grow. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And look, I and and you could get why some fans could be skeptical about it. I mean, the team does only have one Stanley Cup in the last like eighty years, so I mean, like I get it. Like, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> there is reasons to be plenty skeptical with with what they're doing or what they may do to like destroy what's happening right now. But um, you know, I think I think there's so much to be. Um, excited about and and uh, I think going forward it's even, it's going to get better and better um, and and for me it's uh, you know it's it's not an if there's a Stanley Cup it's a it's a how long till till we get it um, so you know I'm I'm excited and I know you're excited and and you do you sort of feel that energy it's palpable you know that that fans are are excited to see these young guys in there and you know. Uh, and and grow and it's just like you said it's something different that we're not used to here um and and you wonder if you know and you saw and and not to use other sports with it but you saw you know the yankees sort of do a little bit of a rebuild on on the run now you wonder if other new york teams you know me mentioning that you can't rebuild in new york you wonder if other teams are going to look at it and be like you know what maybe we can do this maybe we should just tear it down like you said you're looking at the Jets and you're looking at the Knicks and 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 the don't, don't hold on don't tear down the Jets oh. close the Jets <laughs> shut them down and get rid of them <laughs> well if you look and and I'm a big Mets fan and actually you I, poor I you poor thing you <laughs> please tell me about it but if you look at what the Mets are doing I I actually sort of liken them to what the Rangers are doing you know they have these younger this young sort of core that they're hoping is going to lead the team out of it, you know, and, and they had, and, and sort of, you know, the, the Mets big problem was their bullpen was just sort of like the Rangers with their defense. They have that it's their training team. staff, buddy. You can't keep well, anybody healthy on that squad. That is right. Well, that's been a problem forever. But exactly. It's cursed. But, um, but I, I, I see some sort of similarities between, between those two teams, but just with, you know, uh, you getting behind sort of a young core and you have a couple of sort of, you know, highly skilled veterans in there, sprinkled in there to help out. Um, and, and, you know, I, I like the way both franchises are going. They, uh, believe it or not, these two teams said I have, you know, exactly two championships in my, you know, 43 years of existence, um, you know, following these two goddamn teams. You know, I'm so sick of 94 and 86, but it's a whole nother story. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like Touch the, the nerve there, huh, buddy? That does, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting angry. I'm, I feel sick, and now I'm getting, now I'm really feeling sick. Um, sick to my stomach. Um, 
but uh you know i'm you know for someone who's <laughs> suffered you know you yourself as well and 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 a lot of ranger fans through a lot of sort of lean years of you know no cups and and uh playoff utility you know it's nice to see that they're doing it the right way finally um and then that's why i'm so fired up and so positive about it i i refuse to be negative about it <laughs> well buddy there's a new trend in the nhl the last two years the capitals uh you know they win the st louis blues you know both franchises uh first stanley cups there you know before that uh, a few years ago you know the hawks have been struggling for years and they go off and Win all those cups and then the Kings and stuff. Now they're done. So I mean, there's 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 a possibility here. I mean, the league is kind of it's so wide open now. KD, uh, you know, I, I'll start with this. I know we joke around about Stanley Cup, but I definitely think this team stays healthy and and the, if they keep trending up and they improve some of the areas that we discussed on tonight, and I think we're figuring out that uh, Coach Hughes, you know, going to be able to do that. You know, um, they're they're definitely a, a possibility. Uh, to make the playoffs, and that's just some, kind of shooting uh, something to shoot for here for the league. But and spe- I, I, I think the not to cut you off, and I think the biggest reason that they'll likely win the Stanley Cup and what they're doing with what St. Louis did and what Washington did is they got rid of Kevin Shattenkirk, which seems ah. to be, which seems to be the the uh, the magic potion to win yes! the cup. So, oh wow, that's so funny. Caps get rid of him, they win the cup. St. Louis gets rid of him, they win the cup. So we're next. Buddy, get the folding chairs, go down to Broadway and reserve a couple of spots on the Canyon of Heroes, baby. You heard it right here. Katie figured it out. It's the, it's the Shattenkirk Equinox. There Good stuff, go. buddy. All right, well, speaking of uh, your stomach getting sick, it's about time, KD, to talk about your man crush of the week as we uh, look to wrap up Episode 7 here tonight. You know, everybody that's listening, uh, and thanks again for everybody listening to the archives. Anybody's listening live right now, we really appreciate it. Uh, I was in Massachusetts driving all day, uh, eight, nine-hour round trip. You're not feeling well. We were like, nah, maybe we'll just do 30 minutes tonight. Here we are, buddy. Me and you hanging for an hour here. So uh, to all the fans that are going to listen to this, an hour of it, <laughs> really appreciate it. But let's wrap this thing up, buddy. Uh, let's do the, um, the, uh, the Kevin DeLore, KD, New York Rangers, Man Crush of the Week, baby. You know what? It's not necessarily a, a man crush for one person. Oh, you I keep doing this to me, man. Stick with the I, formula. <laughs> nah, you always got to mix it up a little bit. You know, I just... <laughs> I give my man crush of the week to the uh, the Rangers organization for for doing that the the outside practice. Did you see that at Central Park? I loved it. Yes, bravo! I think it was amazing. I I think I think the Rangers do a terrible job as far as you know allowing their fans to watch practices. So for them to finally do it, you know, an open practice outside that the team took the subway there. You know, they were in like their full uniforms and. You know, I, th- I thought that was awesome and interacting with the fans. And Strom was really driving like the train, wasn't he? Wasn't, was he the, wasn't, wasn't Strom the conductor? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's leading the Rangers train. Yeah, baby, that's right. Uh, See, I set but, you up, uh, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just really, I really loved that. I thought it was awesome. You sort of get that sort of feel for when, you know, you were young and playing hockey outside and stuff. So, you know, kudos to the Rangers. I thought that was, that was a, a fun little event that they put together for the fans. Excellent. Uh, well done. All right, pal. I'll, I'll give you a, a little slap in the back because that <laughs> that was good stuff. Uh, our pal Scotty Hockey, he's out there. I know he went there, and he uh, it was great to see some pictures and stuff and see the whole thing. It's it's good stuff. It's a great time in New York right now. Obviously, with the big tree in town and Christmas and the holidays on the way, so uh, it's nice, man. It's 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 gotten really cold here, obviously, but you know uh, when you're living in New York and you know it's funny. Everybody's going, oh man, it's freezing, but I'm like saying, yeah, but you know what, man. It's hockey season, baby. So this is all good stuff. And uh, I-, I love it, man. So it's great stuff. So look, pal. Just, by the go- way, I, I got I to gotta bring this up. I, we were talking about Shattenkirk, and I just want to give a shout-out to Nancy Lynn Gatta, who's sticking up for Shattenkirk on Twitter. She's listening to us, <laughs> and, and she's sticking up for him. So she's saying, you know, he, he took a hometown discount, so, you know, we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't get on him. So sorry about that, that Nancy. Uh- <laughs> We wish Shat Deuces the best, man. And and all the other former Rangers down in Tampa Bay getting to the conference finals every year and losing. I you know, I don't know how the, the Tampa fans are dealing with that, but uh hey, I'll take that, right, KD? We'll take going back to the conference finals again. That'd be fun. 
I'm not going to complain. All right, buddy. All right, well, thanks so much, everybody. We, uh, we're going to take off here tonight, and we're coming back next week, and we're going to have some really cool stuff to uh, announce coming up uh, over the Thanksgiving break, too, as we are finally lining up some guests for December, buddy. I got some things working already, so uh, we're going to start sharing some mic time with some other folks. And then we're uh, I'm working on the logistics and the, the technicality stuff in terms of getting some fans on here. Do some questions. We're like the Rangers rebuild, KD. We're growing. We're getting our chemistry. We're working out our kinks. So we're riding right along with these boys. So, buddy, say goodnight to the fans, pal. All right, everyone. Thanks again. We do appreciate all the uh, the listenership hanging in there with us as, uh, you know, we're figuring this out. And, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun, Paulie. You know, appreciate you putting this together. I'm really having a great time. And, uh, yeah, I'm pumped about the team as well. Let's go. All right, man. Feel better, buddy. Let's go, Rangers. Get out, everybody. And thanks for tuning in to Go Rangers Radio.